Hi, and welcome to the Radius Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're interested in finding out more information about Radius Church, please check us out on our website, radiuschurch.tv. Just curious, let me take a survey. How many of you are people that set New Year's resolutions? Let me see your your hands. All right. Wow, nobody. All right. Uh, Well, maybe this message ought to be on you should. Now, let's do this again. Okay, let me not use the word New Year's resolution because that gets a bad rap in our world today. How many of you at least set new goals for the new year? Just let me see your hands. Oh, see how much better? It's just the word choices that you use, all right? How many of you already broken those resolutions? Let me see your hands. All right, one honest person in the middle of the crowd. Way to go. All right, that's good. That's good. Well, um, someone sent me some New Year's resolution stuff and They said, Ken, I'm sending you my New Year's resolution, my main one, because as my pastor, I want you to help me stay accountable to my New Year's resolution. And so they sent me this picture right here. New Year's resolution, more time on the treadmill. (laughs) How many say, I could do that, right, everyone? Let me ask you a real question, though. What if we went beyond New Year's resolutions? What, what, What if we could make this year a breakthrough year. What if 2023 was your banner year? We're starting this series um, because I, I want you to have the tools that you need to have the breakthrough. See, many people turn the pages of the calendar and think, okay, it's a fresh start. I'm going to have a new year, but there's no plan or there's no strategy. And we know that that's just wishful thinking. Well, as a church, we desperately want you to have the tools to live a victorious life in Christ. We want you to win, in other words. Amen? Aren't you glad you stumbled in here today? You stumbled into a place that desperately wants to see you conquer, to be victorious, and to win, and to truly live in freedom. Isn't that good news today? Now, uh, I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it throughout this series um, because I want you to know that we have some goals for you. We put them on the wall over here because we want you to see them all the time. When you come to Radius, there's four things that we desperately want for you, and all of our ministries and everything we do points towards one of those steps to have you living in one of those four things. Number one, we want you to know God. You might have stumbled in here today and you don't know God. We want you to know God before you leave. And that's why every time you're here, we're going to give you the opportunity and we're going to introduce you to a man named Jesus who paid the penalty for our sins so we don't have to work for it. How many know that's what religion does? But he already did it for us, right? And if you've been saved for a whole long time, we still want you to know God more, more and more and more. As the prophet said, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little there a little we get to know God and then number two and that's what this whole series is about we want you to find freedom because you can you can be saved but not necessarily living a life of freedom the good news is you're on your way to heaven the bad news is is that you're not living the abundant life that Jesus died in order for you to live on this earth and number three we want you to discover purpose because we know there is no greater place to be in life than understanding why God made you the way that he made you and he has a purpose for your life 
Now, there's somebody that just heard me say that that's saying, yeah, but my life is so messed up, God could never fulfill his purpose in my life. Well, maybe that's why God allowed you to be here today, because he hasn't given up on the purpose that he has for your life. Are you guys out there today? Come on now. Number four, the fourth thing is we want you to be a part of the team in making a difference because there is nothing more exciting than to live a life where you are being a part of something bigger than yourself. Now, those could be our goals, but a lot of times organizations, even churches, we can have some goals or we can have New Year's resolutions and have some goals, but we have to have some systems in order to develop or to deliver those goals. Does that make sense? And so here at Radius, I won't get into all of those here, not on a Sunday morning, but here's some of the things that we're offering to you to help you make one of those steps. First of all, uh, our next steps class is coming coming up in February. It's February the 1st, February the 8th, and February the 15th. What we do there is we pull the curtain back. We answer a whole lot of questions that you might be wondering about Radius and who we are and how to get on board and how to be a part. We do spiritual survey tests. We do personality profiles to help you understand how God designed you. And so that's starting in February, the 1st of February. And uh, the information is there. And it's on your app and on the webpage. And we have a brand new Dream Team room. So you could be the first group that comes to the new Dream Team room for that, all right? The second thing is, is that we do life groups. And next week, we are launching this semester full of life groups. You're going to hear me talking a lot about that. So next week, we will unfold and launch all the new life groups for the semester. Although one life group is an overachiever, they're launching today, all right? So if you want to be a part of the very first life groups, today they're launching what we call a rewind group. And what they do, this is led by Phil Hart, and they're going to meet right here in the building, and they're going to go over today's message. Because I'm sure I don't make everything as clear as I ought to, but as you're sitting there, you have questions and, and, and you have arguments even like, yeah, but what about? And so what they'll do at that life group is just rewind the message, allow you to ask questions and have discussions uh, uh, in a circle instead of in rows so that you can try to grow in the Word of God. And uh, so that'll happen tonight, and they're bribing you with a light meal. Amen, everybody? How many would say the, the temptation would be greater if it wasn't a light meal but a heavy meal? Let me see your hands. All right. Well, also there will be child supervision. It's not like children's ministry like we have on Sunday morning, but you can bring your children and there's ministry there. Because here's the reality. So those are just some, some of the steps, some of the strategies that we have for you. And many of you already know this. Some of you have been saved for a season, and, but you're still wrestling with the old you. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? How many, it's not you, but you know somebody like that, right? It's like I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven, but I'm still wrestling with the old me. The old me keeps showing up, and, and we're not necessarily living in freedom. We're on our way to heaven, but we're defeated in the meantime. Well, what I said last week, and I'll say it again, we want you on the journey with us. And, and we just want every, every week, we're just trying to help you take one more step 
step and grow just a little bit more and be on the journey. Because on the journey, we sincerely believe that if you'll get on the journey with us, we can help you live that abundant life and live a life of freedom. If I didn't believe that, I'd resign right now. I believe that for your life. In other words, I believe that where you're at, come on, is not where you have to stay. Do you believe it today? Come on and say a good amen. Now, part of finding freedom comes through discipleship. And in our world, that's kind of become this word that nobody likes because we view like having to sit down in a class and memorize verses and all that. Well, we believe that discipleship happens in the context of relationship. And so some of you are saying, well, I've been in the church and I haven't made any friends. Yeah, but what life group are you part of? If you're, it, the Bible says if you are looking for friends, you got to show yourself friendly. you, you got to show up tonight. That's that's how you show yourself friendly. And you show up tonight and say, whoa, that's a bunch of weird people. I fit right in. All right. You know? And now, I say that to be funny, but the reality is, is you might not find your tribe the first time. But don't give up on life groups because you showed up to one that's not your cup of tea. Come on, keep going. And if we don't have your cup of tea, start your own cup of tea. It's really easy. Just invite somebody over your house and tell them to invite somebody and have tea and crumpets, everybody, all right? And now you have a life group. As long as you pray at the end, come on, all right? Join a life group next week. I double dog dare you. Now, let me show you that these goals that we have for you, this was Jesus' goal for our life also. Jesus' ministry was first about us knowing God particularly knowing that God loves us, but then also he wanted his followers to find freedom. Matter of fact, let me show it to you in Luke chapter number 4, verse number 18. Here's how it reads. Uh, when Jesus showed up on the scene, he said that the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news. How many know the gospel is good news, everybody? And then he says, he has sent me to proclaim, there it is, freedom for those that are in prison. See, it's a two-step. He, he wants you to know the good news of salvation, the good news of grace. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He says, also, I want you to, I, I want you to find freedom because I'm going to proclaim freedom for those that are prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. Wow. And part of walking with Jesus, friends, listen to me, part of walking with Jesus is finding freedom. And if you've been walking with Jesus and you're still struggling, then you've come to the right series. Now, yes, life is a battle, but if you've been falling down to that same temptation year after year after year after year, we want you to find freedom. Come on, many Christians never take that step because salvation is easy and free. Discipleship and freedom takes a little bit of work. Come on, God is not a genie that we rub. Oh, God, deliver me. No, there's going to be some work involved. How many know what I'm talking about, right? It reminds me of the story of the guy that saved up his money and saved and saved. He always had a vision. He always had a dream to go on a luxury cruise. And this was back in the days before luxury cruises were as popular as they are now. He saved and scrounged his monies together, and he had finally enough to go on one of these luxury cruises. He paid for his ticket. He got on board. and. 
But he didn't have enough money to do any of the extras. Matter of fact, he didn't even have any money left over to buy food on the cruise. So he packed in a suitcase just some crackers and cheese. And the night came around and he ate crackers and cheese. But he was happy that he was on the cruise. He started meeting friends on the cruise. And he would see them go off to dinner and eat steak and lobster and wonderful meals, gourmet meals. And and two, three nights into it, he was just still going and eating his crackers and cheese. And, And finally, about the fifth night, the sixth night, the last night, man, he just couldn't stand it anymore. And some of his new friends invited him to dinner. And he accidentally said, no, I can't do that. I can't afford that. Well, you're way ahead of me on the story. The friends looked at him like he is absolutely crazy and said, Don't you know that all the meals are included with the price of the ticket? Christians, don't you know that the steak and the lobster are included in the price of the ticket? Come on and say a good amen to that, right? In other words, freedom is included in salvation. Quit getting by on crackers and cheese when Jesus came to give life and life more abundant. Can I get an amen in this house, right? I want you to live in freedom. Now, here is our theme verse. We're going to read it every week in this series. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Verses number 3 through 5, and over the weeks, I'm not going to define all the words today. I'm going to define one word, but over the next three weeks, we'll define some of the words in this verse and put it into context, and, and I think it'll help us. But let's dive into it today. Paul's writing, and he says this, For though we live in the world, now he's talking to the church of Corinth, because they've got all kind of hang-ups. They're Christians They're on their way to heaven, but they got all kind of hang-ups. And he says, for we live in the world, and we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, now watch, here's where it gets good. They have divine power. So what I want to unfold to you over the next few weeks has divine power. How many know you're not going to overcome that hang-up without divine power? Right, everyone? So it has divine power, power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments. We're going to talk about that one next week. And every pretense, we're going to talk about that, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. One of the biggest issues in finding freedom is there's a whole lot of things going on in here that are against the knowledge of what God's Word says. Because when you know the truth, come on, the truth will set you free. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, maybe you've come here with some new expectations. Maybe you've come here just, man, I'm hoping I'm going to give church one more chance. I'm, I'm hoping. And you desperately want a breakthrough, a breakthrough in your life. And, and, and maybe you've showed up here today and you've just given up. Just Well, that's just the way that I am. Frustrated and resolved that, that, that it's never going to happen for you. And this is just my lot in life. But I want you to know that God has a picture of you that you haven't even seen yet. He, he, he has a destiny for you with his plans and purposes written all over it that you haven't experienced yet. And you're still breathing and you're still alive. So there is still hope for you to live in God's plans and freedom. Amen, everyone. Now, let me define just for today the word stronghold. Stronghold is a prisoner locked by deception, living life by something that is not true. 
Come on now, you better take a picture of that right there. A prisoner, okay, a stronghold is a prisoner locked by deception. In other words, you're living based on a lie that you either believe or you can't overcome. Living life by something that is not true. Let me give you one more definition. I've given you this one before. Stronghold is a wrong way of processing or thinking about something. So something happens, uh, you're in a dating relationship, you're in a career, you're whatever the situation you're in, and the way you process that is a wrong way, but it's the only way you know, so you can only do what you only know. Every time there's a problem, I get out my hammer because the only tool I have is a hammer. How many know it's time to get some more tools in the toolbox, right, everyone? All right. The lie is that you think this thing has power over you, but darkness does not have power over light. I said, let me say it again. Darkness does not have power over light, but you have believed the deception. You have believed the lie, and it's time that we expose the lies and let God restore your hope in his plan for your life. It's like the scientist who brought a bunch of his students through his, his laboratory, and one of them looked over there and seen these fleas in a mayonnaise jar, and, and they're just jumping halfway in the mayonnaise jar. And, and, and the student couldn't help it. He said, Professor, what's up with that? He said, well, I captured those fleas, and you know a flea could jump a long ways. A flea could jump from me to you, Mark. Good thing I don't have fleas, because they... And at least we don't think so. Let me know after the service, all right? And, and, and a flea can jump a long way, but they're only jumping up like two or three inches. And the professor said, that's very simple. When I captured those fleas, I put a lid on the jar. And after they smacked their heads on the jar a few times and got a few flea-brained headaches, I took the cap off because they had stopped jumping that high. You see, the enemy, life, an abusive parent, a bad relationship, unfair circumstances have put a a lid on your life and you have chosen to believe the lie, but again, where you're at, how high you're jumping is not how high you can jump. There is a brighter future for your tomorrow. Amen, everyone? Let Let me give you one more definition of the word stronghold. Stronghold is anything... Anything, and I I should have added any one, but it's not my definition. So anything that exalts itself in our minds, pretending. I want you to notice that word. We'll talk about it again next week. But that's why uh, the verse, our theme verse says, tearing down pretenses. So anything in our minds pretending to be bigger or more powerful than our God. If you never hear me again, I just want you to know there is nothing that is more powerful than our God. See, that's where the believers ought to say amen. So let me say it again. There is nothing that is more powerful than our God. Aren't you glad for it? Amen? All right. It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. How many of you watched the Wizard of Oz as a kid, right? I mean, the first time Oz came on, Patty tells me the story. She was terrified. She hid behind her mom. Oh, I'm the mighty Oz. Until little Toto went and pulled the curtain back and found a little shriveled up old man back there, right? Uh, See, that's what the devil is. He's trying to make you believe that the issue in your life is bigger, but when you compare that issue to the mighty power of a living God, it's nothing. Come on, everyone. 
there's a Netflix story. Um, now, I, I know we have a bigger room, and I know only about 30% of you are clapping, all right? Uh, we are a participating preacher, all right? Listen, I, was, I, I didn't watch it, but I read up on it. I think it's a Netflix series right now, or it's on one of the platforms. But it tells the story of Elizabeth Smart. Do you, you guys remember that story? Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped at the age of 14 on June the 5th, 2002, and she was held into captivity for nine months. During those nine months, her captor um, really basically brainwashed her, made her feel like that he was either God or the Antichrist or something like that, and, and so much so that he had the audacity to start bringing her out in public places. And, and while, while there's posters of her and everyone's looking for her, and I think, uh, I think she was only like, I might be wrong on this, but 15, 20 miles from where she was kidnapped. And, 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 and so uh, somebody got suspicious and called the police, and they were at the library. And two officers showed up to the library and questioned her captor while she was sitting right there at a table in the library. And all she had to do was break the silence. All she had to do was say something. But watch, she had a stronghold. She was believing something was bigger than her rescuers were. She was just a step or two away from deliverance. I want to say something to somebody that's given up hope. I want you to know you're only a step or two away. That's why we want you on the journey. We're not here playing church. We want you on the journey because you might just be a step or two away from the breakthrough that you've been looking for your whole life. And friends, listen, whenever we believe the lie, what happens is we empower the liar. Mm -hmm. She believed the lie, so it empowered, it emboldened him to just flaunt her in front of people. And whenever we believe the lie, we empower the liar. A stronghold now, let me get, dive into this. Now, some of this is very foundational, and some of you are way ahead on this, but just work with me. I want to give you some of the foundation, I want to give you some of the symptoms of living with a stronghold. Uh, if that didn't make sense, I'll say it another way. Some of the symptoms of believing the lie and continuing to move forward in the hang-up, the hurt, the habit, the addiction, whatever it is. Let me just give you some of the uh, what I'll call the symptoms, all right? They're real basic, but some of you will either be able to relate or you're praying for somebody and you'll be able to relate. Number one is the symptom of a stronghold. Living with the symptom of a stronghold, it'll steal our focus, how many know that we're living in a time you need laser focus? If you're going to have a godly marriage, it takes laser focus. You're not going to accidentally raise godly kids. You're not going to accidentally uh, grow spiritual spiritually. It takes laser focus in life. Am I right about this? And there's all kinds of distractions. And what happens when we live with a stronghold, our mind becomes consumed and our, folk, our focus is distracted. And it reminds me of like, a, I was thinking of multiple illustrations, but uh, water. Water in a pond is nice. Water in an ice bathtub is really nice. But if you take that water and you, and you focus that water and you empower that water, now that water becomes a water jet. And a water jet with focus behind it can cut titanium. 
It can cut stainless steel. It can cut aluminum. It can cut stone. It can cut marble. It can cut floor tiles. Come on. It can cut glass because it has focus. The enemy is trying to distract us so much so that we lose our focus, everyone. Number two, the second symptom of living in a stronghold is it causes us to feel controlled. It makes us feel like that thing is more powerful than us, or better yet, that thing is more powerful than God, and we start asking questions, well, where is God? Is God even real? Uh, the, the, the stronghold will convince you that, well, that's just the way that I am. You know, it's, it's just, I can't help it. It's just the way I was born. It's how my dad was. It's how I am. And, and, and I hate to wear this phrase out, but I need to remind you that we can live behind the excuse that that's just the way that I am. I, I, I'm just hot-headed. I'm just, I, I just have a high sex drive. I just, you know, it's just the way that I am. But I got to remind you, once you become born again, you're a new creature in God. And one more time, where you're at is not where you have to stay, right? Number three, the third symptom of living in a stronghold is it will consume our emotional energy. Have you ever talked to somebody that's just like an emotional deadpan, right? And I'm not talking about a personality type. I'm not talking about a quieter person or a more introverted person. One of the biggest signs to a guy that's addicted to pornography is he has an emotionless face because he's interacting on the internet with somebody that's not, with somebody he doesn't have to talk with or interact, and he becomes stone-faced. And, and this is what strongholds will do. It will consume our emotional energy to the point where we might even sink into depression, uh, we fe the feelings of hopelessness and depression, the feeling of disconnectedness, emotionless, nothing makes me real joyful, nothing, there, there's just no sensitivity in my emotions to life. They've become hardened because I've been drained by the lie that I'm living by. Number four, the fourth symptom is it distracts us from our purpose. This could be one of the worst. Now, we're going to talk a lot this year about finding freedom and discovering purpose, but before we can really talk about discovering purpose, I want you to find freedom so that you're not distracted from your purpose. Let me say this again, and I hope it doesn't become redundant, but God has a plan for your life. Say, Ken, it's too late for me. I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm 70. No, you're still breathing God's air, which means God's not done with you. That means it's never too late to fulfill his plans and purposes for your life. You know, I was thinking about this a lot this week, and I thought maybe the devil doesn't even care if we make it to heaven. But I think what he's more concerned with is that he doesn't want you to find out what your purpose is because he's terrified of a group of people that believe in God and believe in God's purpose for their life. That's what scares the enemy, right? Constantly. What happens is then we get in this cycle of life, and I see it a lot. And I hate to say this, but I see it a lot in our county. It's constantly repairing but never reloading. 
We're always in another group, and we're always, this is my year, this is my sermon, this is my prayer meeting, this is the day, but we almost get addicted to the fact uh, that we're always repairing ourselves. when the church, instead of always repairing, there ought to be a season of repairing, but come on, there ought to be a season of reloading because we have a mission, come on, that's bigger than ourselves, right? we we got to be a part of the, and I'm begging of you to be a part of the church mission. Yes, there's a time to repair, and I hope you'll take that the way that it, I meant it to come out. Number five, the fifth thing uh, uh, the, is that it, it will rob us of an, an abundant life. So many that I come across are just in this survival mode. They're, they're just, man, I'm just trying to pay the bills, I'm just trying to get through to another Sunday. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. That doesn't sound like abundant life, friends. That does not sound like the life that Jesus gave his life for. There's got to be more than making the donuts, clicking a time card, and paying the bills. Am I right about this, right, everyone? Jesus, again... He came to give abundant life. So what does that look like? Well, abundant life. He came to give abundant joy. He came to give abundant victory. He came to give abundant peace. He came to redeem. He came to restore. He came to empower. He came to fill you with grace. Come on, friends. That is abundant life. And too often we are living by default instead of by design. It's just, well, whatever happens today, no. Stand up against those strongholds and live by the design that Jesus created us for. Amen, everyone? Are you still with me out there? I love this verse in 2 Timothy. I won't really dive into it, but I'll give it to you for reference. In 2 Timothy chapter number 2, verse 26, it says, They will come to their senses. Paul's telling Timothy, look, preach to them. Help them find freedom because they will come to their senses, watch this, and escape from the trap of the devil. That's what we want. We want, you cannot come to your senses if you're being ruled by something that is senseless, a stronghold. But if we'll preach the gospel and you will dive in and learn the gospel and walk in the gospel, you will come to your senses. I know that sounds kind of rude, but in other words, you'll come into understanding and escape from the trap, escape from the stronghold and the trap of the enemy who has taken them, there it is again, captive to do his will. Now, I say this often and sometimes I say it kind of joking, but I'm going to say it today with all seriousness. We're halfway through January, and I'm asking you to give us one year. Give this church. Don't even give this church. Give God. If you don't like me, that's okay. I can deal with it. You're going to have to find me in heaven somewhere and apologize. But anyway, (laughs) you can pray God doesn't build your mansion next to mine if I'm on your nerves, all right? But, But I can say with confidence, and I can't say this about every church, although there's some great churches But we are living very strategic for you to continue to make a step towards God. We're not just haphazardly having church around here. And so I beg of you, give us one year. 
Get on board in this series. Learn this series. Next week, sign up in a life group. If there's not enough life groups for you, I deputize you to get three or four friends that are of like minds, get together at your house, have coffee. You don't have to have a curriculum. You don't have to do anything. Say, all I want you to do is pray over each other. I don't know how to do that. God bless them. Say, everybody say, God bless them. Say it again. God bless them. Now you can lead a life group. Come on, everyone. Because a life group is just about getting together and building relationships so that you have your crew before you have your crisis. So give us one year. Get involved in a, in, a, in a life group. Get involved in a rewind group. If nothing else, come tonight and be a part of that. Then next week when we unfold life groups, get signed up in one of those. Uh, later, uh, when I'm done with this series, uh, later in the, uh, as we get close to spring, I'm going to start a series on the book of Ephesians, and the book of Ephesians keeps reminding us of our position in Christ, and the book of Ephesians keeps telling us how to renew our mind. When we renew our mind, it pulls down strongholds. In other words, and then when we do February Next Steps, get on the dream team. See, we want you either on a team or in a group, or maybe even both, but we don't just want you showing up. We want you to take a step and get on a team and get in a group and get around people that will together help you discover God's purposes. Are you hearing that today? All right. Um, let's see here. Let me, let me go here. I can't even see my clock anymore, so I have no idea. All right, there it is. Okay, here we go. Here's some simple ways. Let me break this down. Um, now, this series will get more in depth. Today is, again, very foundational. So just in case you never see me again, you never hear another message again, and you're stuck in one of those addictions or habits, if you never hear from me again, let me give you some basic baby steps to get started in how to overcome the strongholds of our lives. You guys ready for this? I'll just give you a few. Number one, they're going to preach easier than they're going to do, all right? <laughs> take back, determined to take back my thought life. Take back your thought life. I said we're going to do a series on Ephesians, and when we dive into Ephesians, we're going to talk, Paul talks constantly to the church of Ephesus about how to renew your mind. Just continue to renew your mind. But let me put it in some real simple terms. What you think about is where you go about. I can, I can tell what you've been thinking about by where you're at in life, all right? You ever see a guy that has muscles on top of muscles? He didn't accidentally get those. He thought about those. And he thought about going to the gym. And he thought about how to eat better. And he thought about how to rest better. And he thought about how to work out better. How many know what I'm talking about, right? What you think about is where you go about. And if you change your mind, and it, it will renew your thinking. L let me remind you of something. We're made in the image of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We call that a trinity. It's three in one. Well, when God created us, the Bible says, let us make man in our image. So we're made in three parts, too. We are made spirit, so that's our, our spirit, and we're made body, and we're made mind, or, or we could interchange the word mind with soul. So we're a three-part being. And so when we, uh, when we come to know, or when we're born, our physical body is born, but our spirit man is still dead because of the fall of man and the sin of Adam and Eve. Everybody tracking with me on that? Okay, so watch this. You come to church, you give your life to Christ, and what happens is when you receive Christ or say the sinner's prayer, your spirit is made new immediately. When you become born, listen, there's not stages to salvation. You're not more saved today than you were when you gave your life to Christ. 
okay? Otherwise, some of us could brag just because you're old, all right? You know what I'm saying? Now, there's levels of sanctification, but salvation, you're all in. There's no seniority in salvation. Have you ever met a Christian that thinks there is? You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. So your spirit is made new instantly. Your body is not made new. How many know when you got saved, your body didn't get saved? And so your body is still trying to get you in trouble. How many know what I'm talking about? And your body still has aches and pains. So your spirit is made new instantly. Your body will be made new one day in heaven. Come on. And I won't have arthritis, and I'm going to have an afro. I believe it, all right? I'm telling you. If it's not an afro, I'm going for dreadlocks at least, Tony, all right? Okay. I don't like you sitting on the front row in front of me, Tony, with all that hair, all right? And number three, the soul or the mind, the psyche, the appetites, it's becoming made new from the day we get saved. Every day, it's becoming new, and the speed of that becoming new largely is determined by you. How serious are you about being who God called you to be? All right? What you put in and what you dwell on Listen, I say it this way all the time. We can't help what comes through our mind, right? Uh, here, let me say it another way. We can't keep birds from flying over our head, <laughs> but we can keep them from building a nest in our hair. How many know what I'm talking about, right? So here's what I want to say. Listen, this is just so practical, I'm almost embarrassed, but hear me. Get away from something and draw near to something else. I don't know what it is you need to get away from. What is it that attacks that stronghold in your life? Get away from the news, Get away from social media. Get away from certain people. Get away from certain movies. Get away from certain concerts. Get away from certain atmospheres. you got to starve certain things in your life to renew. Because if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always had. Something has to change, everybody, right? You have to take thoughts captive. Let me give you a couple verses. I'll give you a couple more points, and we'll get out of here. Give me Romans chapter number 8. Here's what it says. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. You're not dominated by pornography because you're thinking about how great God is. You're dominated in your mind about what you're thinking about. Okay, But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and there is peace. Come on, I said there is life and there is peace, all right? It's all right here. Romans 12, 2. Are you guys getting anything out of this? Romans 12, 2. Let me hurry. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God what transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's how God does it. So many times we come to church and we think, oh, if the pastor will pray for me, if the pastor will meet with me, if they'll preach the right sermon, and if they'll finally sing the right songs, I'll be new. No, you won't. you got to change your mind. And that's the work the pastor can't do. All I can do is provide. We provide for you. Read through the New Testament in a year. It's on the webpage. I ask everybody to do it with us. We provide prayer journals on our webpage. We provide the things, but you got to do the work. Amen, everyone? Does it sound like I'm preaching to you? Well, good, I am. All right, here we go. 
I will never change my life until I change the way that I think. Listen, listen to this. I want to say this as nice as I can. Sometimes we wrongly believe, if I could just get a meeting with the pastor, and I love to have him, you know, take me to coffee anytime. But uh, I look around this room, and then we got another one, at least this big coming in here. This would take me at least three years to have a meeting with everybody in the room, okay? And, and I'm being funny, but I'm trying to make a point. Because you have to get new voices in your life. If you, oh, I got to call the pastor, I got to call the pastor. And, and I appreciate that. Please take this in the heart that it's meant. But the reality is, no, the pastor's providing life groups for you. The pastor is providing systems. The pastor is providing strategies for you to get involved in. And I'm not saying I won't meet with people. That's not what I'm saying at all. But the body of God, the body of Christ has to be bigger than one person. And by the way, if you talk to my wife, I'm not that good. Because when you have coffee with me, all I'm going to say is the same things I'm saying right here. All right? You have to go get new voices that glorify and confirm God's word in your life. Well, how do I do that? If I can't meet with you, you make new friends through Life Group. You listen to podcasts on the issue that you're struggling with. You buy books and read those books. Come on, you can watch Netflix, you can read a book. How serious are you about overcoming, right? You listen to podcasts on preaching on the issue you want to overcome. Audible books right now, you can get an audible book on any issue that you're dealing with and listen to that. Listen to worship music instead of the news. Get online counseling. In fact, here's a link for you for our online counseling. This is a tremendous ministry and you can do it in the privacy of your home and talk about whatever you want and go as long as you want. If you're serious about healing, you got to do the work. Amen, everyone? All right. Um, It's amazing to me how the gyms fill up in January. Have you ever watched TV in January? I mean, the diet commercials are off the hook, right? Because everyone's trying to set new body goals. Can I just tell you, save your money, do some push-ups, why not this year set goals to have a healthier mind? Right, everyone? I got to do number two and three, and I got to do them quick. Number two, the second thing to overcome a stronghold is number two, you got to identify the lie or the stronghold. You have to be willing to finally say, yep, that's right. I denied that I had an anger issue for too many years until I finally said to my wife, yeah, you're right, I do have an anger issue. <laughs> I'm trying to convince her I don't have an anger issue while I'm yelling at a door with veins popping out of the side of my head, I'm not angry! And until I come against the lie, break the silence, and admit, yes, I have an issue, we will never break the issue. Come on, everyone, right? What is the area? Um, and, and, and I'll talk about the three most common addictions that churchgoers even are dealing with in our world today in this series, Okay. Um, John chapter number 8, I won't read it because I'm out of time. It says that the devil is, uh, he's really the father of lies. So, um, so we have to expose those lies. We have to know what the lies are. We defeat the devil by exposing the lie that he tells. Okay, let me do number three and I'll let you be on your way. Number three is then, it's real practical, you have to replace the lies with God's truth. If the enemy has said, well, you're just A, and you feel like A, and you have habits that point towards you being A, whatever, then you have to replace the, the lie with truth. Well, how do you do that? Part of it is what you're doing right now. You're in church. You're combating that lie. 
Some of you showed up because you knew we were going to be talking about that. It's a good first step. But you can't take one step for an hour on Sunday morning and then take all those other steps Monday through Saturday and expect to win. Right? Come on, you gotta you gotta do more. You gotta do those life groups. You gotta get in a dream team. You gotta do those podcasts. You gotta do that counseling. You have to do the work in order to do that. So replace re- replace the lie with God's truth. And um, I'll end right here. There is nothing more powerful than our God and His Word. Nothing. No thing. On our app, on our webpage, you can click. Uh, I can't. I forgot the tab right now. I apologize. But read through the Bible with us, just the New Testament. And every day you can click on it. You can set it to your 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 you version of the of your phone. And every morning you can wake up and the text, the scriptures you're supposed to read for the day, and you can read through the entire New Testament, learning about God's amazing grace and His love for us in one year with all the rest of us. But statistics say, I need a breakthrough, Ken. I need a breakthrough. And if I went through and asked these questions, I'm going to be tough for just a minute, all right? This is what we call tough love. I love you, church. But if I ask you, well, what life group are you in? Well, you know. Well, what dream team are you on? Well, you know. Well, are you, are you doing the read through the Bible with us? Well, do you, do you come to our fifth Sunday night prayer, and are you following along in the prayer again? Well, you know my work schedule. And it's like, I don't, I don't have anything else to offer you. Come on, everybody. You got, God's got victory waiting there for you. But you got to get on the journey, right? I can provide all the steps, but only you can take the step. I de- Here's the thing. I think about this stuff all the time. I think about you living and finding freedom. I celebrate those of you that I watch. Oh, they're finding freedom. They're breaking those habits. They're raising godly kids. Their marriage is restored. These are wonderful things. I think about it all the time. But you got to want it more than I want it for you. Amen, everyone. i got to close right there. I'm out of time. Will you receive that today, everyone? i got to close right there.